0: Wow. Okay, if you're if you're not awake, you're awake now, Zach.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Beautiful.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. On my left hand side is my right hand man, Gabriel. We have a crawling back, so we need an undertow it. Undertow. 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 <laughs> Under toe, undertow. Yeah, under I'll toe, explain undertoe. I'll explain what an undertow is later. It's a it's a cross current underneath moving water. Mm. Yeah. Uh hence the toe. Under. Under toe. <laughs> uh today on the Rock Podcast we have discrepancies. And they've got a new album called The Rise, which was released on October twenty-third via Invogue Records. Right now I'm being joined by Zach and he's hey gonna yeah, share some us- Hello Hello. Yeah,
1: how's it he's going? Gonna-
0: it's going <laughs> fabulous. I mean, granted Uh, I don't know how things are where you are, but um, being in Canada, we've got like three feet of snow and it's below freezing temperatures. So,
1: uh, you know,
0: I I figure for November, that's pretty normal, though.
1: Uh, Yeah, for sure. Not too bad.
0: That's good. Uh, My neighbor, on the other hand, I was shoveling snow the other day trying to find my house. That was that was initially my point was just I got home from work. There was like three feet of snow. I just had to find my house. And uh, my retired neighbor comes out like he has anything else better to do he's like this is crazy I'm like no it's not it's november right. like what right. yeah. he's like but like i the, had to shovel
1: but like here it's like you, you don't know what the weather is ever, ever going to be like so like i think in a couple weeks it's supposed to start getting like snowy but like right now i'm about to go on a walk outside because it's like 60 degrees so it's like you, you just never know how it is wow
0: yeah okay all right. A little bit jelly over here. A little bit jelly on the rock little podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Jelly Podcast.
0: The Jelly Podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boom. Now, Zach's going to be chatting about what the discrepancies have been up to this year. We've got a couple of stellar tracks. And I also really dig uh, what it is that the boys are up to because. I don't know, do you guys call yourselves rap metal? What do you guys call yourselves?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of consider like rap rock kind of because we're not like super heavy. Well, there's a couple heavier songs, but yeah, we're basically considered to most people like a rap metal type deal. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. Okay.
0: Because something that, as I was listening to the tracks and I was just like, oh, this is, I like it. It's very modern, very polished, Um, but something that... I remember from back in the day, you know, when rap metal kind of first became a thing, was I just didn't feel like the bands that were doing at that time were melding the two genres together. It just sounded like a train wreck to me.
1: Sure, okay. I understand but, that.
0: Yeah, but something that you guys are doing is it just it fits. It just works so seamlessly together, I can't imagine it any other way.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But we try to keep it fresh and also, you know, Not too much, as you say. So, like, yeah, that definitely is what we try to do, yeah.
0: Well, and I can also see, I'm now looking at the credits, that Joey Sturgis did the mixing and the mastering, or at least was on the team for the mixing and mastering, so that's not a surprise as to how it came out sounding, uh, you know, so so good.
1: Yeah, he's a, like, since I've been in middle school, I've been a big fan of his work, so that was really cool we got to work with him. He's He's about as crisp as it gets on the mixing and mastering ends, so...
0: Now you mentioned just there that you've wanted you've been a fan of his work since middle school. So I'm I'm guessing, you know, you're like you're grade nine right now, you're just like you're so excited. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, um,
1: <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close.
0: <laughs> but uh, tell us about that that process. What was it like reaching out to him, finding his contact information, and ultimately realizing that within a few key keystrokes he could be mixing your record. What was that like?
1: Well, it actually started with uh, Tyler Smith, who is the vocalist of a band called Danger Kids, who if you haven't heard of, is another rap uh, metal band. They're a little bit heavier than us, but they have rap in it, and it's more like a metalcore side of that. And um, he does a lot of mixing and mastering. He's done stuff for like I Prevail, Falling in Reverse, stuff like that. So we were working with him initially, but he works with joey sturgis also so he randomly sent us an email one day from my memory and said uh hey so joey heard i was working on this and he actually likes it and wants to know if he can like help me out with it is that okay and we're like uh yeah yeah i guess you know go for it and uh yeah so he ended up working on it and then joey was sending us the final mixes so i guess that i'm not sure exactly how it worked but i guess tyler would start it up and then joey would kind of polish it so Yeah, it worked out really well.
0: Okay, so that must have come as a big surprise, because it wasn't like, uh, you know, I've heard the fateful story of of the the drunken metalhead looking at the contact information on their mixer, their Dream Mixer's Facebook page or something, and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and they're like four whiskey sours in, and they're like, I'm going to do it, and then, you know, we're on the show talking about how they did it, but this is even more like Chance. Like, he just kind of fell into your guys' lap.
1: Yeah, exactly. We, uh, we had known, well, not known, known, but like, you know, we knew of each other. I talked about Tyler for a while. And we knew we wanted to work with him, and he does a really good job. And then, yeah, to hear that Joey was also going to work on it was definitely a surprise that we were pretty excited to hear about. So it all worked out really well. hmm
0: Was it... So I'm familiar with his work. I've watched him do, uh, mixing before. Um, was it all a surprise or a shock when you guys recorded the tracks and you got used to hearing what they sounded like pre-mix and then was it a big drastic change after Joey worked on them or like, how did the whole process work for you guys in finalizing the mixes?
1: Yeah, it was pretty different because we initially recorded the album with our friend Matt and, he had finished it up, or whatever, but like there's no there's well, he actually and not to kill the mood here, but he passed away before we finished the album, so uh, we had recorded it with him, then had to finish it with someone else, and then we were left with like this rough mix of everything and then so then we started working with Joey, and where we got those mixes back from Joey, it was like it sounded like you know, you know we're the next stadium metal band or something, so like yeah it was <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs>
0: Well, Zach, you definitely brought the mood down. Thank you.
1: Uh, yeah, my bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and then brought it back up. And but something bringing bringing it back to you know the the older days where uh, I kind of felt like rap metal was kinda like a train wreck more than than a gift to the world. Whereas you guys are, are bringing something in. It's I'm not going to name the band, but about 20 years ago, a band came out that did some quasi rap metal stuff. Great band, but the oh. lyrics were not but their lyrics were not thought-provoking. And the thing that's great about rap and hip-hop, good rap and hip-hop, is there's a groove and thought-provoking lyrics. Okay, yeah. And you guys do that.
1: Yeah, Antonio takes a lot of pride in that. He's not, uh, he's not one to uh, take shit for lyrics. You know, he's kind of a very straightforward like he wants there to always be a message. He never wants us to be talking about money or something that we don't really have a lot of. You know, it's not like he, <laughs> he hates the gimmicks pretty much. He's a very real person. So
0: well that's good, good to hear, and definitely some props on to Tony, especially if he's listening in right now. Um, because you know, as I was just to mention, I was listening to the album before we popped onto the call. And just from the very first I can't remember what it is off off the hand but just with the minute undertow came in, I remember being like, "Okay, not only is like the guitar tone great and like everything is great, which as a metalhead I appreciate and I'm listening for, but as somebody else who appreciates hip hop, these this rhyme has got me thinking straight from the get go. Where I'm almost like oh no, he's saying more thought provoking stuff that I need to start catching up to,' which is kind—it's of, crazy because in metal that doesn't really happen you just kind of like fall into a groove with like the drum sound or the guitar sound or something right um you know but with hip-hop it's like it's designed so you can listen to those lyrics it's 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 crazy
1: yeah when he writes you know and like he, he ends up putting some, excuse me he puts over the music you know the first time i listened through i was thinking of it all meshes as well and then i'm like I should probably go back and listen to what he says because he usually has some pretty real stuff to say. So in a lot of, it's hard to catch. There's a lot of times where he, he goes kind of quick, but it's important like to go back and like, check it out. Cause I like, when I show my friends, my uh, new stuff, Where I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, so listen to the drums and all that, but really listen to the lyrics. Cause like he's really saying some stuff that I think will resonate with you and stuff and whatever. So yeah, he's really good at that.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned resonating with people and i don't see any particular issues there but you, know, you mentioned showing it to friends showing it to fans not necessarily that you guys are like a new thing it's kind of funny i'm kind of talking about it. like you guys are like a new thing um but how do you feel that you guys are resonating with this particular album anyway
1: um we had wrote quite a few of the songs like to, to purposely resonate with different demographics of people and everything and uh yeah. So far, the response has been really good with that. We've had a lot of people. Well, like on the last album, we had a song called uh, Not Alone and that song, we probably get a few messages a week saying that it, you know, uh, saves someone's life or saves someone from committing suicide or you know different things. So uh, we tried to obviously try to continue that uh, message of hope and like positivity in this next album. And so far, the response has been pretty well. It's still working on getting out there. I think that we have some songs that'll really get to people the more it gets out. But uh, like even so far, it's been really good. The response has been awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you guys are making an effort to resonate with people. And that's got to be hard every single song to do that.
1: Yeah, we don't do it every song, I guess. Uh, We do it probably about half because like... I actually just did an interview last week and I was even telling her, I was like, you know, we don't want to be that band that's always like, like trying to be like all serious all the time and whatever, like, because we're all like really fun dudes, to be honest. So we all like to party and whatever and hang out. So, you know, we also have to have those songs on the album that are about partying or just having fun with your friends or something like that, too. So
0: mm-hmm. you can't always be just doing pushups on the ice rink.
1: Exactly. 100%.
0: Now, this looks like a very uh, professionally produced music video, a bit of coin behind it. Um, Looks like, at least on YouTube, it came out on April 9th, which at that point, you guys are probably in lockdown. So I guess take us through uh, coronavirus in this year, this album, the production, the recording, the mixing, the music videos. Has this year kind of gone to plan? Or did you guys have to reconfigure some things? Uh, How has this year with coronavirus worked out or not worked out for you guys
1: um it's worked out and not worked out um i'll start off with the good part of, with it uh, being able to work out is that since we can't like play shows or anything we've been focusing on putting out more content on the internet as far as you know videos go or uh, music playthroughs or whatever so we uh we're trying to do like a little like formula where we release a new video every six weeks and it's kind of what we did. We stayed pretty close to that plan. And uh, yeah, so that worked well with like the video stuff because as long as we didn't have like a gigantic crew in the, the shooting, you know, areas, then we would be fine. so we'd go film a video and then drop it and then have that content, which is a new song too. So people are eating it up and that new content makes up for us not being able to go out and play shows to new people. So, in that aspect, it worked out, but on the flip side, and this album's been done for over a year and a half now, and, <laughs> and it kept on getting pushed back for different reasons, and then we were like, like finally, like, all right, now it's dropping, and then coronavirus, coronavirus hits. <laughs> you, you got to be kidding me, so uh, we kind of put it off more and more, and then we didn't want to drop it if we weren't going to be able to tour off of it right away, but... We had been sitting on it for so long, and fans were expecting it for so long. We were kind of like, "All right, let's just put it out and then see what we can do." So that's kind of where we're sitting now. We're just kind of waiting and seeing how it does with the world right now.
0: Hmm. Well, it, I is this just seen in the beginning of crawling back? Is this a is this a coronavirus patient, or is this a coincidence?
1: Um, that's just a coincidence. That was just an idea that we had. Like a terminally ill person, uh, yeah, and I, I never really thought that that it would uh, correlate to coronavirus. That's funny that you say that because I, I never would have put that together. But like now, I'm like now I'm not gonna be able to not think of that whenever I see that video and be like, she has a damn corona. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I
0: guess yeah. he's not wearing a mask, and I don't know. She's at home on uh, on oxygen. I don't know how feasible right. that that really is. But um, <laughs> th- that that was my thought. And I looked at the the release date, and I was just kind of thinking to myself, you know, is this is this a coronavirus video? Because some bands are doing that. Um, you know, or did you guys film this early enough, and it's just a different concept? Uh, okay, that's creepy. She's she's in the water, and he's having a dream, and that's creepy. I wanna I wanna unsee that. I can't <laughs> yeah. un- unsee that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a fun video.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess take us take us through this, and I, maybe this is a bit bit personal. Um, but it seems like you guys have some funding. Is that just savings? Did you guys do crowdfunding through like Indiegogo? How were you guys able to put together these videos? The production team. I mean, everything is is incredible for for this release.
1: Yeah, we uh, you know, we're, we're signed, so we get like some label backing. And whenever we can't do that, we kind of also like fork out our own money when we need to. But uh, the label has been a lot of help for this album, for sure. And with Calling Back, that was with our friend John, who used to work with the label. So, you know, they already knew each other. and We kind of worked out a good deal that worked for all of us and just try to work with the label and our own funding as well. And kind of like even mix it up sometimes. So
0: okay now a couple of the tracks you guys wanted to chat about today was crawling back and undertow which i know have videos so they're they are singles um but it's a banger of an album out of what is it 10, 10 tracks on the
1: album yep 10 tracks
0: how did you guys pick a couple of songs you know to release as singles and why these tracks
1: well we did i think we ended up doing five singles total and um we all had like a Facebook group chat that we talk in most of the time, and uh, we kind of like just toss out because the a labels really cool with us pretty much doing what we want to do for the most part, and um, so they kind of leave it up to us and our ballpark and and our management, and so we all were kind of just talking our group chat, kind of pitching out our ideas, and I was dead set on under Toby in the first single, but then the whole band and the management ended up wanting to drop uh control first and so we dropped that it did really well then we did undertone next and uh, that song did a lot less so uh, like you know they ended up being right i guess but um and so then we weren't really sure when we were going to do crawling back We didn't know when the album was going to come out but we wanted to drop crawling back when we were announcing the album also so We were like, well, let's do another song. And then we, I don't remember which one was next. And then we did one more. And then we're like, all right, we have to do Calling Back next. And we have to announce this album. So that's how we ended up getting in that order.
0: Okay. And now, I remember initially you were saying, you know, you don't want to release a record if you can't tour on it. And I'm pretty sure the tour has gone very well this year. Uh, (laughs) what, What kind of things have you guys been doing in the interim, are you writing another album? Or are you doing a lot of live streams, acoustic sets? What, what's what been going on in the world of discrepancies uh, to, to support this record?
1: Uh, we're, you know, we're kind of trying to do everything we can as far as, you know, like a podcast go or interviews, you know, just kind of keep our name out there. And then also, um, you know, we also do write, a lot in our spare time on our computers And stuff and kind of send each other ideas Back and forth and kind of getting ready for the next Release but as far as for this Album you know kind of Just trying to keep the content out pushing it Out and then also get As many publications as we can and um, You know sh- I just try to show everyone that We can because we can't show people Out on the road like we would like to So
0: yeah absolutely makes a lot of sense now i'm trying to think if i have any other questions we've chatted about crawling back we've chatted about undertow we've chatted about the music videos uh the production team uh we've also chatted about invoke records and how they're an awesome record label which is really good to hear yep. um and we've chatted about antonio's sweet sweet uh lyrics uh if he calls them lyrics i don't know what he calls them but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> I guess the record, The Rise, as a whole, is there a theme? Is there a reason it's called The Rise? Is there something that you guys are looking to uh, deliver as a package instead of, you know, singles or an EP? You guys chose to give us a 10-song album.
1: Yeah. um, The last album was called The Awakening, and that was our first full-length. So the next step just seemed fitting, Well, before we even came up with the name of the album, we had Undertow finished, and the first line of it is, we're on the rise, you should probably face it. And so I had personally thought, oh, well, the next album, after The Awakening, it would would be great for it to be called The Rise, because, you know, you had The Awakening, then you have The Rise, and then I I don't know whatever's next, if we keep with that theme or whatever that order Maybe the next one will be The Fall. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's how we kind of came up with that. The album's just kind of, uh, you know, has a few different themes on it. You know, with uh, losing our producer and everything. And also we try to stay fun too. But also there's out uh, songs like Undertow about like just kind of breaking through the bullshit and kind of like rising above. The hate or the hardships of the band, and kind of like trying to break through to that next level.
0: Mm-hmm. Is is it topics like that? Are they stronger and resonating more now for you guys than when you had originally written them?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, you know, the rising above kind of thing, because the process of doing this whole album was just so much harder than we ever anticipated. So to like to be able to say that we got through all that hard stuff to get through, to finally be able to put it out and kind of start breaking into the next, you know, level of the industry. Yeah, that, that definitely for sure. We definitely felt like we put in the hard work and we're starting to, we re- starting to rise above for lack of a better word. So.
0: Mm-hmm. You are rising because you're now on, you know my little show you're on the rock Roll yeah. podcast so.
1: <laughs> i'm having fun man
0: this is good this is good all right well so we've chatted about crawling back undertow the rise music videos in vogue records uh how do you like your pizza pineapples on pizza is that a thing for you
1: uh pineapple on pizza is okay it's not something that like if someone asked me like, Hey, what kind of pizza do you want? I'm not going to say pineapple, but if someone was like, Hey, I got pineapple on my pizza. Do you want some? I'd be like, sure. That's cool. Okay. Kind of like that.
0: Okay. So Zach's ultimate favorite pizza. And since you're from Illinois, I'm going to expect some battleground statements here. Um, (laughs) You know, as far as uh, I don't know, is Chicago style pizza a big thing outside of Chicago or is it just Chicago?
1: Um, it is not big outside of Chicago, but, like, whenever, like, people like me go to Chicago, you always have to get some. It's kind of a deal. So, yeah, mm-hmm. because, like, I feel like whenever people try making it around here, it just doesn't end up being the same thing. I can yeah. see that.
0: I can see that. Okay. What about hot dogs? Chicago style hot dogs. Is that a thing outside of Chicago?
1: That's also not a thing outside of Chicago, and I've never had one to this day. Yeah, I, I know, man. It's like. I'm not that far from it, and I love trying different (laughs) foods, so I I need to do it someday, but I'm just not in Chicago enough, and right now there's no reason to go, so someday I'll have one.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever heard a truer statement. Uh, Sorry for all of our listeners in Chicago. You live in a great uh, place, I think, or you think, or maybe you're probably going, (laughs) that's the smartest thing I've ever heard. Who knows? Um, It is
1: a really cool place, and we have a lot of fans there and play there a lot, but right now everything's shut down, Man, I'm not going up there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. So then how does Zach do his pizza? What's on, what's on the Zach pizza,
1: (laughs) man? I get a lot of stuff for this, but my favorite pizza is Domino's Philly cheesesteak pizza. It's unmatched. You can't beat it. Sure. You guys have Domino's in Canada, right?
0: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's disgusting. So I can see why you get a lot. Oh my
1: God. It's disgusting. (laughs) I don't know, man. Uh, if you want a more traditional style i i'd say I'm, I'm a pretty good cheese with extra cheese kind of guy
0: Cheese really with extra say. cheese baby
1: <laughs> yeah all right sure.
0: up uh up here we have something very similar as well to the philly cheesesteak uh which is um called a donair pizza and uh it's similar to shawarma so you take uh like this thin sliced beef and then somewhere along the lines Some kind of a sauce was invented, a very sweet sauce made with sweetened condensed milk, vinegar and garlic uh, to accompany the thin sliced meat. And so it'll be that for the sauce and then the cheese and the meat and usually like onions, tomatoes, that kind of a thing. So very, very similar. But we also still have the Philly cheesesteak one as well.
1: Yeah, the Philly cheesesteak is my all time favorite food, like a real Philly cheesesteak is my favorite food. So I think that's Uh why the pizza sticks with me so well.
0: Mm -hmm. I kind of want one now And I don't know why
1: It sounds incredible
0: It does (laughs) We should get one And I don't know If this will work Down there or not But up here If you use the code Uni U-N-I It gets you 50% off On what? Dominoes.
1: Oh man I need to check that out So Try Yeah it works here I don't know if it
0: works there or not But Code Uni U-N-I Gets you 50% off
1: I'm gonna have to look at that That, That's Uh a clutch move Thank you
0: Mm-hmm. you are quite yeah. welcome well, you got some clutch drums baby
1: thanks man appreciate it
0: you yeah. got it all right well, unless there's anything else you wanted to bring up i just wanted to thank you uh for coming on to the rock metal podcast
1: for sure man thanks for having me i had a lot of fun yeah. one hit
0: stop please sweetie